Chapter 2 Building a Compass We have just three questions for you. What is your name? What is your quest? What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? If you're like most people, it was probably easy to answer two of those three questions. We all know our names, and a simple Google search can give us the other answer. 24 miles per hour. For all of you hardcore Monty Python fans, that velocity is for a European swallow. So let's talk about the question that's a little bit harder. What is your quest? It's not hard to imagine that if we added up all the hours spent trying to figure out life, for some of us, they would outweigh the hours spent actually living life. Really, living life. We all know how to worry about our lives, analyze our lives, even speculate about our lives. Worry, analysis, and speculation are not our best discovery tools, and most of us have, at one time or another, gotten incredibly lost and confused using them. They tend to keep us spinning in circles and spending weeks, months, or years sitting on that couch or at a desk or in a relationship trying to figure out what to do next. It's as if life were this great big DIY project, but only a select few actually got the instruction manual. This is not designing your life. This is obsessing about your life. We're here to change that. And the questions we're ultimately asking are the same ones the Greeks started asking in the 5th century BC, and we've all been asking ever since. What is the good life? How do you define it? How do you live it? Throughout the ages, people have been asking the same questions. Why am I here? What am I doing? Why does it matter? What is my purpose? What's the point of it all? Life design is a way for you to figure out your own answers to these perennial questions and to figure out your own good life. My answers to why am I here and what am I doing and why does it matter are going to be different from Bill's answers, and our answers are going to be different from yours. But we are all asking the same questions, and we can all find answers for our own lives. In the last chapter, you answered one of our favorite questions. How's it going? A question we often ask in our office hours. If you filled in your life design dashboard, you now know where your gauges are full and where they're running on empty. And knowing what's on your life design dashboard is the first step in designing your life. The next step is building your compass. Building your compass. You need two things to build your compass a work view and a life view. To start out, we need to discover what work means to you. What is work for? Why do you do it? What makes good work good? If you discover and are able to articulate your philosophy of work, what it's for and why you do it, you will be less likely to let others design your life for you. Developing your own work view is one component of the compass you are building. A life view is second. Now, life view may sound a bit lofty, but it's really not. Everyone has a life view. You may not have articulated it before, but if you are alive, you have a life view. A life view is simply your ideas about the world and how it works. What gives life meaning? What makes your life worthwhile or valuable? How does your life relate to others in your family, your community, and the world? What do money, fame, and personal accomplishment have to do with a satisfying life? And how important are experience, growth, and fulfillment in your life. 
Once you've written your work view and your life view and completed the simple exercise that follows, you'll have your compass and be on the path toward a well-designed life. Don't worry. We know that your work view and life view will change. It's obvious that the work view and life view you have as a teenager, as a young college grad, and as an empty nester will all be substantially different. The point is, you don't have to have it all figured out for the rest of your life. You just have to create the compass for what life is about for you right now. Parker Palmer, a renowned educational reformer and author of Let Your Life Speak, says that at one point he suddenly realized he was doing a noble job of living someone else's life. Parker was emulating his great heroes, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, both great social justice leaders of the 1950s and 60s. Because he valued their sentiments and goals, he set his path in the world by their compass, not his own, and worked hard to change the educational system from within. He earned a Ph.D. at UC Berkeley and was on track to reach his goal of becoming a respected university president. That was all well and good, but Parker hated it. He came to the realization that he could be inspired by people like Martin Luther King and Gandhi, but that didn't mean he had to walk their same path. He ended up redesigning his life as a thought leader and writer, still working for the same goals, but in a way that was less about imitation and more about authenticity. The point is, there are lots of powerful voices in the world and lots of powerful voices in our heads, all telling us what to do or who to be. And because there are many models for how life is supposed to be lived, we all run the risk, like Parker, of accidentally using someone else's compass and living someone else's life. The best way to avoid this is to articulate clearly our own work view and life view so that we can build our own unique compass. Our goal for your life is rather simple. Coherency. A coherent life is one lived in such a way that you can clearly connect the dots between three things. Who you are, what you believe, what you are doing. For example, if in your life you, you believe in leaving the planet a better place for the next generation, and you work for a giant corporation that is polluting the planet, but for a really great salary, there's going to be a lack of coherency between what you believe and what you do. And as a result, a lot of disappointment and discontent. Most of us have to make some trade-offs and compromises along the way, including some we may not like. If your life view is that art is the only thing worth pursuing and your work view tells you that it's critical to make enough money so your kids have everything they need, you're going to make a compromise in your life view while your children are dependent and at home. But that will be okay because it's a conscious decision which allows you to stay on course and coherent. Living coherently doesn't mean everything is in perfect order all the time. It simply means you are living in alignment with your values and have not sacrificed your integrity along the way. When you have a good compass guiding you, you have the power to cut these kinds of deals with yourself. If you can see the connections between who you are, what you believe, and what you're doing, you will know when you're on course, when there is tension, when there might need to be some careful compromises, and when you are in need of a major course correction. Our experience with our students has shown that the ability to connect these three dots increases your sense of self, and that helps you create more meaning in your life and have greater satisfaction. So now it's time to build your compass and set out on your quest. Right now your quest is simple, and it's not to find the Holy Grail. Your quest is to design your life. We may all want the same things in life, 
a healthy and long life, work we enjoy that matters, loving and meaningful relationships, and a hell of a lot of fun along the way. But how we think we'll get them is very different. Work View Reflection Write a short reflection about your work view. We're not looking for a term paper here, and we're still not grading you. But we do want you really to write this down. Don't just do it in your head. This should take about 30 minutes. Try to shoot for 250 words, less than a page of typed writing. A work view should address the critical issues related to what work is and what it means to you. It's not just a list of what you want from or out of work, but a general statement of your view of work. It's your definition for what good work deserves to be. A work view may address such questions as, Why work? What's work for? What does work mean? How does it relate to the individual, others, society? What defines good or worthwhile work? What does money have to do with it? What do experience, growth, and fulfillment have to do with it? In the years during which we've been helping people with this exercise, we've noticed that a work view is a pretty new idea for most people. And we've noticed that when people get stuck on this exercise, it is because they are just writing down what they're looking for in a job or an employment situation, which is a job description. For this exercise, we're not interested in what work you want to do, but why you work. What we're after is your philosophy of work. What is for what it means. This will essentially be your work manifesto. When using the term work, we mean the broadest definition, not just what you do to make money or for a job. Work is often the largest single component of most people's waking lives, and over a lifetime, it occupies more of our attention and energy than anything else we do. Accordingly, we're suggesting you take the time to reflect and articulate what work and vocation mean to you, and perhaps what you hope work means for others, too. Work views can and do range widely in what they address and how they incorporate different issues, such as service to others and the world, money and standard of living, and growth, learning, skills, and talents. All of these can be part of the equation. We want you to address what you think is important. You do not have to address the question of service to others or any explicit connection to social issues. However, the positive psychologist Martin Seligman found that the people who can make an explicit connection between their work and something socially meaningful to them are more likely to find satisfaction and are better able to adapt to the inevitable stresses and compromises that come with working in the world. Since most people tell us they long for satisfying and meaningful work, we encourage you to explore the questions above and write down your work view. Your compass won't be complete without it. Life View Reflection just as you did with the work view, please write a reflection on your life view. This should also take no more than 30 minutes and be 250 words or so. Below are some questions often addressed in a life view, just to get you started. The key thing is to write down whatever critical defining values and perspectives provide the basis for your understanding of life. Your life view is what provides your definition of what have been called matters of ultimate concern. It's what matters most to you. Questions like, Why are we here? What is the meaning or purpose of life? What is the relationship between the individual and others? Where do family, country, and the rest of the world fit in? What is good and what is evil? 
Is there a higher power, God, or something transcendent? And if so, what impact does this have on your life? What is the role of joy, sorrow, justice, injustice, love, peace, and strife in life? We realize that these are somewhat philosophical questions, and we did just mention the G word. Some readers will see God as unimportant. Others may have wanted us to address this up front as the most important issue. You've probably figured out by now that design is values neutral, and we don't take sides. The questions, including the ones about God or spirituality, are given to provoke your thinking, and it's up to you to see which ones you want to try to answer. They are not talking points for religious or political debates, and there are no wrong answers, no wrong life views. The only way to do this incorrectly is not to do it at all. Besides that, be curious and think like a designer. Ask the questions that work for you, make up your own, and see what you discover. Write down your answers. Ready? Begin. Coherency and Workview Life View Integration Read over your workview and life view and write down a few thoughts on the following questions. Please try to answer each of these questions. Where do your views on work and life complement one another? Where do they clash? Does one drive the other? How? Please take some time to write up your thoughts on the integration of your two views. Our students tell us that this is where they often get the biggest aha moments, so please take this part of the exercise seriously and give the integration some thought. In most cases, this reflection will result in some editing of one or both of your views. By having your work view and your life view in harmony with each other, you increase your own clarity and ability to live a consciously coherent, meaningful life, one in which who you are, what you believe, and what you do are aligned. When you've got an accurate compass, you'll never stray off course for long. True North So now you have an articulated and integrated life view and work view. Ultimately, what these two views do is give you your true north. They create your compass. They will help you know if you're on course or off course. At any moment, you can assess where you are in relation to your true north. It's rare that people sail beautifully straight through their beautiful lives, always looking beautiful. In fact, as all sailors know, you can't chart a course of one straight line. You tack according to what the winds and the conditions allow. Heading true north, you may sail one way, then another direction, and then back the other way. Sometimes you sail close to the shoreline to avoid rough seas, adapting as needed. And sometimes storms hit and you get completely lost, or the entire sailboat tips over. These are the times when it's best to have your work view and your life view handy to reorient yourself. Anytime you start to feel your life is not working, or you're going through a major transition, it's good to do a compass calibration. We do them at least once a year. Remember, rotate your tires, change the battery in your smoke detector, double-check your work view and life view, and make sure they align. Anytime you're changing your situation or pursuing a new thing or wondering what you're doing at a particular job, stop. Before you start, it's a good idea to check your compass and orient yourself. Now that you have your compass, it's time to find your way. This is a quest, after all. Dysfunctional belief. I should know where I'm going. Reframe. I don't always know where I'm going, 
but I can always know whether I'm going in the right direction. Chapter 2, Try Stuff Exercises Work View and Life View 1. Write a short reflection about your work view. This should take about 30 minutes. Shoot for about 250 words, less than a page of typed writing. Number 2. Write a short reflection about your life view. This should also take no more than 30 minutes and be 250 words or so. Number 3. Read over your life view and work view and answer each of these questions. A. Where do your views on work and life complement one another? B. Where do they clash? C. Does one drive the other 